Homies, welcome to the news of the week. I'm your host, Mark Eleven, and with me this week is the guest host, Domino. Homies, it's been a rough week uh, for everybody. There's been lots of people liquidated. It's been a pretty tough market out there. But if you are still with us, we are still with you. We are confident about the project that we are building, which is to become the decentralized reserve currency. This week's editorial was about a lot of people getting on Twitter and saying, oh, Ohm's a hedge fund, and <laughs> make their criticism, and they'll be like, a hedge fund shouldn't trade above its underlying assets. That's insane. And then their, their whole like argument and premise was based on the fact that, that, that we're a hedge fund. But obviously, we're not a hedge fund, and there's like, great indicators throughout all the actions that are taken by the DAO and the community that like show that the intention is to be a reserve currency of DeFi. And probably the primary among them is how we deal with the treasury, right? Which is that there's this risk aversion to centralized assets. There's, you know, we don't put more than a certain amount in each protocol and then only 50% of the reserve assets are invested, right? Because putting them in any smart contract carries risk. So if you're going to have other people rely on your tokens as a currency, then they have to have confidence in the tokens. And then a bunch of people got on and said, well, why don't you have locking? Which is you know, they want us to like be like Curve or Frax and have like four years at locks with like increased rewards, which is like for a two token system. So if you have like a governance token and then like some other token, that's, that can be like super powerful. But it's not very good if you are trying to build market confidence and be constantly tested by the market so that everyone can have confidence in the currency that it has been tested and that it keeps passing all the tests that the market throws at it. And we've seen that this week, the price is sitting now about $97, which is way down from like the high, right? But you see all these people on Twitter saying, oh, Ohm is over, Ohm is finished. But like it's still trading at like a slight premium to the underlying assets, which was bound to happen eventually, right? For this, the market to decide what the premium is. And it's really a like shared mental model. And then when a bunch of people start defecting and then uh, from the three, three mentality, then it causes this like whipsaw down, right? So uh, the only thing that can like really build confidence is being around a long time. And I don't think Ohm's going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. And I think an important thing to highlight there is the difference between the way a hedge fund operates and the way a currency operates. The two are fundamentally different, even though the launching of a currency brings on the fact that you have to act as an asset to begin with. But at the end of the day, the goal is to become a currency and all of our actions, everything that we're doing around Olympus is making sure that we're aligned with that goal and trying to achieve that. Yeah, like the grants program, right? Like <laughs> if you're a hedge fund and you're just out to make profit, why would you have a grants program? 
Yeah. Or like the incubator. I mean, I suppose you could argue like a hedge fund might want an incubator, but like why wouldn't you just go around and do investments? I think the how the treatment of the treasury is like the primary one, but then going and getting all these integrations across DeFi, right, for the token to be, you know, lent, borrowed, like perpetuals, trading, you know, a base pair on sushi, etc. Like these are all actions of people who are trying to build a currency. And that's what we're trying to do, a decentralized reserve currency. Yeah, and that's the editorial. What do we what do we have next on? Yeah, next up on the item we have uh, Olympus Pro in 2022. So in the short 4 months that OP has been launched, we've already brought in 2 million dollars into the treasury, and that's on Ethereum alone. That's not counting all the other chains that we're expanding to as well. So the team is busy working on creating more educational content, more informational content around our OP partners. We're working on helping you stay up to date for all the partners. And then pretty soon, OP will be fully permissionless and the floodgates will be completely open so new partners can come on and align themselves with Olympus, which um, I think that's going to be great. Another huge value add for Olympus. It's it's essentially going to be like its own marketplace, like another type of decentralized exchange, right? So people are going to going to come in and build like products on top of Olympus Pro, and I think like a good example of this is Paragon DAO, and that's this DAO which is going around and collecting these parallel NFT cards for this uh, like Magic the Gathering type of game. And then they bonded in these NFTs for their PDT sort of governance token of their DAO. So like being able to bond in at these descending price auctions, these vested tokens over like a couple of days, I think it was, is just one really cool example of that. Yeah. Next up on the item, we have Vesta Finance joins the Olympus incubator. So Vesta Finance is the newest uh, member of the Olympus incubator. And they're the second project to publicly join the incubator. Um, There is one or more projects which have joined, which is still in stealth mode because it's not useful for them to announce quite yet and they want to like do their own marketing when it comes time so vesta finance is a fork of liquidity and liquidity is this kind of zero interest borrowing against ethereum eth the asset and the way it sort of funds itself to like keep the peg and reward the token holders who hold the sort of fee capture token is that they have this one or 0.5 percent mint fee so every time you mint $100, it takes 50 cents of that and sort of stores it away and gives it away back to the protocol. And then it also has this like stability pool, which allows people to come along and liquidate people's positions if they like go above this sort of 90% threshold. And there's fees captured there for the liquidator, but also for the protocol. So they are a fork of liquidity and they're giving like 2% of the token supply to liquidity. They're giving 6% of the token supply to Olympus, to our treasury. But liquidities goes as an airdrop to the LQTY token holders. And then the Vesta, they, um, you can mint against REN BTC and then, um, then 
ETH and then um, Geom are the launch assets. And they're going to have a public sale next week, which will be this sort of balancer LBP pool. I think they're doing it with PrimeDAO, um, which will have it on their front end. And it's a sort of reducing price auction. And you can go in and sort of bid on the descending price whenever you think it's time for you to like buy in. So you can see like what the fully diluted valuation is and then what the tokens are selling for, etc. And then they're going to launch and they're going to be on Arbitrum. So it's going to be those cheap fees. And I think they said the Geom Mint fee would be 1.25%. So you'll be able to come along and then mint, and then they'll take 1.25% as a fee, and then you'll have 0% interest for forever, if you want, right? So you can borrow US dollars from them and then go and swap them out for like USDC and take it off chain or like go swap for some other asset. Obviously, I think this week's really shown that people who were borrowing against their own to buy more own to like try and increase their like returns that's that's actually very dangerous and it's always a gorgeous position that you should never do that and not a great thing to be saying now after so many people got liquidated but we do say it regularly and i think this is a good example of like how quickly it can be damaging not only to the protocol but also to the people as well but i think it's such a cool unlock being able to borrow at zero percent interest because it means you can go and put your like token in like yearn um and then earn like stable coins like if you have usdc or die or whatever and then you can use the interest you earn from that to like stack more own and since the fees are so cheap on arbitrum that's like you know something that's very doable yeah so looking forward to vesta's sale next week and then their launch i think the week after and they'll have like some liquidity mining where you'll be able to like mint and then like earn some uh some of their tokens which is the vsta token as opposed to the their dollar like usd currency token which is vst so more to come on that i think we'll have an ama with them in the coming days yeah, excited to, to catch that AMA. I think Vesta is going to be a, a cool protocol to interact with. Speaking of lending protocols, anyone who has a position on Abracadabra, they unfortunately chose not to update their contracts to V2. So all of their contracts are currently using V1 oracles. So those price feeds are at risk. So we are highly recommending that you exit those positions you know anyone with an open position on Abracadabra, please be an Omi and let them know about this. Yeah. So I saw a tweet today. There's only $325,000 left. Like I think there was probably a couple of big whales who moved over. So if you know the person who is still in Abracadabra or the people, reach out to them and let them know because there could be some malicious activity um, since there won't be that thick liquidity still on V1 after sunday so it's dangerous for them to remain there they could have like some mischief from sort of these people with their bots running around <laughs> trying to like do things to like make the price appear differently to the protocol next up we have a request for comment do you want to go into that mark yeah i won't go into too much detail because it's like quite involved if you're interested in it it's probably better for you to read it right but we'll give it like a high level so a lot of the principles were set down in a previous treasury framework 
but they're worried that they just want to make it like very clear about which actions the treasury is approved to do. So I think they release curve V2 pools, which means you can go and start like a ETH ohm pool on curve, right? But the it's like it wasn't a hundred percent clear like what whether or not the policy team the treasury team could just move the um pools from like sushi to like another um another dex and they just want to like clarify like what the framework for decision making is is and what decisions require community consent and which ones don't require like the more minor things like moving assets to like a you know like separate decentralized exchange if like the fees are better or the like volumes better or it's like better for the protocol to like earn trading fees things like that so you can check out the proposal i i think it's like a very good proposal i don't think it's very controversial at all and it looks like most people are supporting it at this stage yeah i think it's akin to like oip 18 it just lays out the framework that where we can follow whenever we need to make uh some treasury adjustments we know what requires a community vote and what doesn't and not only does the team know that but also the community so we're all in line yeah exactly next up we have a request for comment for fiat dao and olympus partnership so for those of you that aren't familiar with fiat dao it's a protocol to manage leverage and secondary liquidity for DeFi through a combination of like collateralized debt positions and a, a unique redemption mechanism that they offer so users can deposit their geome, for example, as collateral and then borrow against their positions by minting the fixed income asset token, aka fiat. And in the proposed partnership includes products like omptions, the Olympus treasury bonds, fiat own bonds in the future. And there's also a DAO swap. Yeah, it's a little bit of a complicated proposal the and a super complicated protocol i think once people see it in action it'll make a bit more sense so what it'll essentially mean is that if you have a bond from olympus under our v2 bonds you'll get like a an nft token which represents that bond so you'll be able to go buy that bond and then that bond will entitle you to an amount of ohm say at the end of 30 days and that'll already be a stake position. So what Fiat DAO are doing is they're they're saying, oh, okay, well we know what like you're going to get from this. So how about you just deposit it into our protocol, and then we'll lend you our like synthetic token, which is I think they're going to target one dollar at least at first, and so you'll be able to go mint Fiat and then like access the underlying value of your position. And then if you come back and you can sort of pay back the fiat at the end of the month or you can sort of let them keep your bond and like pay them a fee. So they've got some 30-day ones now, but like I wouldn't be surprised in the future if they have like six-month bonds. And what that will mean is you'll be able to access the bond position straight away. It'll be like being able to get like um, sort of access the underlying collateral. And then what this agreement with fiat dao so we end up with like one percent of their token supply and we give them 0.5 percent worth of their token supply in ohm and that's the sort of treasury swap we're doing so they're going to build a minimum viable product in like the next month or two 
and then try it out. And if the policy and the engineering teams are happy with it, then they'll like launch it with like some caps in place and then we'll see how it goes. But the policy team thinks this could be like a very useful way for people to be able to like, you know, bond in sort of larger amounts through people being able to like bond in and then go and sort of mint fiat and then bond in more money and then put in, uh, then, you know, collateralize that and then bond it in since the, the bonds will be, have a very efficient liquidation mechanism, which means that we'll be able to have like the smaller discounts on the bonds, which is better because it means OMIs will be less diluted. It is a very complicated protocol, but once you kind of wrap your hand around it, you are uh, impressed with like the amount of value that this brings Olympus. So I'm happy to see that partnership flourish. Next up, we have OIP70, which is LUSD native staking whitelist. So the policy team is asking the community if they can stake 100% of Olympus's LUSD reserves into a, a liquidity stability pool. Now, obviously, there is a little bit of risk when it comes to that, but that's only inherent to the actual liquidity protocol system. So for this reason, Treasury team seeks authority from the community to get their approval to do this transaction. Right now, it's sitting at 98% approval. So we'll see how that plays out. Most likely, that, that'll come through. And then next up, we have OIP71, which is the Goddess DAO Launch Liquidity Assistance Proposal. Mark, do you want to go into this one? Yeah, so I've been working with Goddess DAO and they've come to us and they said, hey, we want to like do some sort of partnership with you guys. And then we were talking to them about like their launch and they were like, well, we really want to use Geom liquidity pair on Polygon when we launch. And then we sort of came up with this proposal and they said, yes, this is great for us. And I said, well, it's great. Looks like it's great for Olympus as well. And so we had an AMA with the community about it last week. So what this is, is Olympus sort of gives them this assistance by they've got this carbon token, which is like redeemable for one ton of carbon. And then they have their, which is GNT. And then they have their governance token called GDSS, which is like the goddess token, right? So these guys are pretty like professional outfit. They're big carbon trading firm in New York and they want to bring carbon on chain. So pretty impressive group of people and they want to start a DAO and decentralize it and sort of bring on all sorts of different carbon assets. But they're really keen to have like a two-way bridge. So you're able to like trade the carbon around, but then you're able to like redeem it for the underlying carbon credit, which will be like a contemporary one, so less than five years old. So the proposal is that they will give us $1.5 million worth of the GNT carbon token, and then Olympus will go and pair that with Geom on Polygon, and then deploy that as like a liquidity pool. And then they'll give us $50,000 worth of their governance token, and then we'll pair that with Geom on Polygon as well. And then that'll sort of kick off their launch and people will be able to come and buy it or sell it or whatever they want to do. I don't, so the, the that'll be the only circulating supply. And then they're going to have some short liquidity mining. So people will be able to like sort of provide liquidity and then get access to the token. And then they will start an Olympus Pro program and then they'll bond back the amount of geom. So the actual units of geom 
So Olympus will sort of be in the same position because it won't be sort of the dollar amount. It'll be the actual unit amount of geom that we sort of provided for their initial liquidity. And then that'll be bonded into a like escrow contract, which will, once it re- reaches the amount of geom that Olympus had sort of provided on the other side of those pairs, then Olympus will transfer the liquidity back to Goddess Dow and then they'll have this liquidity. So I expect that to be like, you know, a number of weeks, maybe like six, eight or 10 around there. And then Olympus will also receive 1.5% of their GDSS governance token on their launch. And then that'll just go into the Olympus treasury. So it's a pretty cool deal for Olympus because they're sort of keeping their liquidity in geom so putting a lot of trust in that asset which is great for olympus to keep you know people using geom and spreading it around and then also olympus gets this sort of value from their governance token which you know it could be worth a lot of money if they sort of unlock the whole on-chain carbon issue so they're also partnered with klimadao which is great because klima is one of our partners as well and klima is going to allow bonding in of the gnt um, carbon token. yeah that's great to see i know the carbon markets are filled with uh, double spending problems and there's a lot of inefficiencies regarding how those carbon credits are distributed so it's perfect for the blockchain i think it solves a lot of the issues happy to hear that also klima is partnering with them the carbon market is huge and it will require a collaboration in, in order to fight climate change also good to see that Olympus is aligning themselves with both of those protocols. I think that speaks to the culture and like the types of projects that we want to work with. Definitely. Next up, we have Omi of the Week, which is uh, Stratabata. He is a intern Sherpa and came on at a very unfortunate time. He had to face the full brunt of a brutal market turndown and obviously help answer any of the questions, concerns of the Omis, and he's been doing an amazing job. So kudos to you, Shatabata. Thank you for kind of holding the line and helping us out through this tough time. Yeah, I think his first messages in the server, I like went back and had a look, and they were like back in October, and they were like, (laughs) the first couple of messages were him just sort of answering people's questions. So he's been kind of doing it in principle for like a little while now but yeah officially like an intern Sherpa like started like a couple of weeks ago which is sort of the this you know awful market at the moment hopefully things sort of turn on the up and up soon yeah well we all know they will it's just only a matter of time next up we have twitter thread i think he goes by the name of uh, mark 11 do you want to speak a little bit about the thread yeah, see, this is the thing, like, they they put in, like, <laughs> the, the thread I did, and I was like, no, we should put in someone else's thread, and then they're like, no, we should keep this one. Yeah, this one was just sort of about the value drivers of Olympus as a, like, shelling point, because the more I talk to other teams about why they want to like associate with Olympus and build on Olympus is because they just want something that isn't the US dollar to like build on top of, right? They don't want to be sort of beholden to the US dollar. So once there's an unlock of something that can be like a reserve currency that isn't the US dollar, that like opens up like 
a lot of doors for these people to be able to build super cool stuff. And they don't have it with ETH. They don't have it like with L1 tokens. They're like super volatile and they will remain super volatile like into the future because they'll either like have a set maximum or like decreasing supply. So like the Ethereum after the merge will most likely be like deflationary. So it's very difficult for that to be like a currency or reserve currency. So have a read of the tweet if you like. I think it kind of sets out the reasons why Olympus is sort of best place to be the reserve currency, in my opinion. But yeah, we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, please go check it out. I think it's very insightful and it's good to reaffirm your belief and your conviction into Ohm and, and the future. I thought it was a great read. So thank you for that thread, Mark. Next up, we have meme of the week. So the credit goes to Hotto LMAO. Basically, it is a, a young uh, little baby pepper frog, and he is overlooking a pasture. It feels warm and, and fuzzy, and at the top, it says fundamentals stronger than ever before. So basically, what it's saying is that there's hope over the horizon. I know right now, the times are, are a little dark. We have price that is down, but if you look at any other metric besides price and market cap, we're growing stronger than ever. We have more products coming out. It seems like almost every single day something new is happening with inside Olympus. So just be hopeful. I think that there's um, better times to come. And for those of you that kind of stick around and kind of weather the storm now, I think it'll pay off in the future. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Next up, we have just a reminder that there's always opportunities to contribute to the DAO. The nature of a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. So we want everyone in, inside of the community to come in and feel like they can participate within the DAO. There's people from all different types of backgrounds and skill sets. I'm sure that you can find something that you're passionate about that can help um, the DAO. So please feel free to reach out to any of us. We're more than happy to kind of help you get started. Yeah, definitely. So bits of the week. Did you have a, a bit of the week, Don? Yeah, I think my bit of the week is going to be touching on that whole asset versus currency. I think a lot of people don't really take the time to kind of really delve into the um, the differences between the two because it, it's relatively easy to spin up an asset, but it's incredibly difficult to create a, a currency out of just thin air. So you have to kind of take that into account and realize that the goal that Olympus has is enormous like this is something that the entire world is going to participate in and that obviously is going to take some time so kind of have a little bit of patience and just kind of realize that the end goal of where we're heading and the amount of time and effort that's going to take in order to get there very much so my bit of the week is you really saw the olympus community sort of come around and the power of sort of olympus as meme makers Someone was having an argument with Zeus and saying that the treasury wouldn't buy back sort of the assets below one die. And then he was like saying, here, look at your solidity code, Zeus. You don't know what you're talking about. And then Zeus was like, it's on line 577. (laughs) 
And then the guy, like, <laughs> he wrote, like, another tweet and he was like, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then he just, like, subsequently went and deleted every single tweet that he was having this argument with Zeus about. Yeah. So we saw, like, all these memes. It was, like, Zeus is Moses coming down from the mountain and he's got the, like, Ten Commandments, but they say 577. And then, like, yeah, <laughs> there's, like, a bunch of different memes. It was very funny. Well, Omis, we hope you all make it through. If you are doing leverage, think about stopping now. And we're bullish on Ohm. We don't think anything's changed from like two months ago. It's just a bunch of short-term players have left. I think it's really like getting all the leverage out of the system is like very important as well because those people were always going to leave, right? It was just a matter of time. So if it didn't happen now, it would have happened later when there was like more at stake, right? So I think we can build up like a sort of healthy premium from here, but like sort of encourage people to like really think about why they're buying it, if they are, and sort of what their thesis is. Because if you're coming in and thinking Ohm is a hedge fund, then it doesn't make much sense for Ohm to sort of trade above its premium for you right but if ohm is going to be a currency that's sort of building out an ecosystem which is going to drive demand for the asset and increase bond sales and then spread throughout DeFi, then holding ohm now means that you are sort of getting a slice of the pie uh, and are able to control sort of the monetary policy and the fiscal policy, right? Because there's like sort of inflation rate of Ohm, like how much is being printed. And then there's also sort of what assets are we using to back the treasury. So Zeus said in his most recent sort of predictions for the year is that in the first quarter that OMIs will have a complete say in sort of at least some of the assets that are bonded in and the sort of bonding rates as well. So very excited to see that there's a bunch more being built out in the Dow. Look out for the grants program, which I think is getting a net ounce next week, and they've got a bunch of cool stuff. I'm actually like, that is like the sort of central piece about <laughs> why we're trying to be a currency rather than a hedge fund, right? And once you see the list of stuff that's being built out, I mean, you'll be very impressed as I was. We'll be back to our regular programming next week. So, and then we'll have spaces on Tuesday, dispatch on Wednesday, another spaces on Thursday, US time. And then we'll be back with the news of the week next Friday night. Thanks, Don.